You're listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by Chloe Fisher and myself, Elodie Pullen. Join us as we blindly navigate and unpack the raw and often unspoken experiences of womanhood, grief, friendship, and everything in between. Encompassing all emotions, ugly and beautiful, we've made a promise to ourselves to find our shine and build a life of triumph and joy. Darling Shine is your survival kit to the unexpected shit life throws at you. Hello, happy Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday. Chloe's been everywhere. She's been to New York, to Vegas for like the hundredth time this week. <laughs> and you're about to head to Miami. Yeah, we've just been, um, yeah, we literally just went to Vegas for the day because Port played in the day and then we came straight back to LA last night. So we've got a few days here and then back to Vegas on Thursday, something new. <laughs> wow. Um, and- do you get sick of it or do you just love it, doll? I do really love Vegas. Vegas, I think, is like one of my favorite places that we do go to. It's just really hectic at the moment because it's super hot. Like mm. it's literally 50 degrees and that's not exaggerating. Mm. So just being outside in the air, it like burns your skin and your eyeballs and shit like that. Like it's it's like a really, really dry, like, you know, in Bali in Australia, the, oh, when it gets yeah. hot, the heat's humid and there's like moisture in the air. There's like zero moisture in the air. So it literally... Yuck. It feels like it's like burning your skin. It's little intense. eyeballs so zing off. When you're it. when you're in Vegas, you're not really apart from when Paul plays at the pool. You're not really spending much time outside because it's just so hot. So you're inside and the whole time. Um, but it's I love it. We we it's so entertaining. The people watching is incredible. The people um, watching is so funny. I just love the girls in like the tiny bikinis with the heels and shit. It just baffles me. It's hilarious. Um, oh my god. So then. Funny. Actually, there's something so funny. I was telling for today. This girl that I was talking to um, um, at the show on just yesterday, um, there was a, there's always like random people behind where Paul's playing. And I don't know, I was talking to this chick and she's like, oh my God, we lo- like my boyfriend and I love you guys. Um, actually, this is a bit weird, but she's like, as a matter of fact, Paul's my hall pass and you're my boyfriend's hall pass. <laughs> Shut <was> like, up. <laughs> Be like, all right, let's go tonight then. <laughs> the boyfriend wasn't there, so. Oh, bummer, not, doll. Yes. Um, so I was just, that was pretty funny. But, that um, is so yeah, and then also, And then also when we're in New York, a girl actually came up to me at the airport where I was at the baggage carousel and she said that she had just flown in from Australia that day and um, she's like, I just listened to all the Darling Shine podcasts on the plane, Whoa. so that was pretty cool. Um, but, yes, this week we are going back to Vegas on Thursday and then we fly straight out Friday morning and Paul, there's a club called Space in Miami and it's like one of those ones that's like open basically all night, all through the whole next day until Whoa. pretty much, I think it's open all day and all night, but basically Paul's doing the first time they've ever done the same artist two nights, in, two mornings in a row, I guess, so um, it's been sold out, which is pretty amazing for a first time. And then oh. they also, so I think he plays starts at 3 a.m. It's like a bit of a marathon, this mm. one. It starts at 3 a.m. And then he reckons he'll probably play until like 10 or 11 or 12 the next day. So I'm like, that's, like a, that's like a really long time. I don't know what I'm going to, oh my God, that's I'm going to so keep intense. myself busy for that long. He is so such I, um, a weapon. I guess I guess he's just absolutely ripping at the moment as well because he's had to make up for lost time, like having last year off and stuff. So it's and no I think time. It goes, 
the longer shows as well, they get into like a bit of a go into a bit of a journey. So, <laughs> but yeah, we definitely do in a journey in their heads. Yeah, sure. far out. Bit fra- a lot of frazzled people, and I think. I and another thing as well, like I think a lot of people. I've been lately. I've had a few people messaging me going like, "You're trying to be have a baby and all this stuff, but there you are out partying." And it's like, well, no, I'm there because that's just because no. Paul's a DJ. It doesn't. It doesn't put me make me out there drinking and doing drugs and all this shit because I'm not. I'd fucking die if I was doing that. Like doing that every no, single night. Just even if you were drinking, who cares? Junkies have babies. Like you're not. You're not having fertility issues because of, you know, drinking. Like I know, but you, I yeah, definitely. I, I know you're really I healthy, wanna, but no, I think that a lot of people just they. I don't know. A few trolls just like like to kind of make make you feel bad, saying like you shouldn't be doing. It. It's like oh. well, I'm not really doing much. I'm literally just there, and they're jealous of your life. And Instagram is not reality. Yes, you're at a show filming Fisher. It doesn't mean you're maggot behind the stage. You could be completely sober, which you are half the time. But who cares if you yeah. weren't? The first um, thing my IVF doctor said to me was, because uh, I was like to him, okay, so when should I stop drinking? Like, when, you know, like I was grieving and drinking a lot, but I was like, you know, I'll curb it up now because we're going to start soon. And he was like, he looked at me, Dr. Davison, and he was like, mate, this is IVF. This is a whole nother ball game. Like, this is science. I'm in charge of the eggs and the sperm. Like, stop thinking too hard about this shit. He was like, people... You know, I obviously didn't, but he was like people drink, you know, before their egg collection and stuff like that. Like I think it's so yeah. true. It's a whole nother ball game. And, of course, our bodies are temples and they're like whatever's going to prime us the best is best. But IVF is a whole nother ball game, and we're not infertile or having fertility issues because of drinking. There's a, a billion other factors that are going on inside our bodies and all these different cells. Like people people are just stupid and jealous, let's be honest, yeah. jealous of think, your life. Because you're traveling and having a hell time. I have like a a battle in my brain at the moment. It's just like back and forth. And, you know, I won't drink at some shows. Some shows I'll have a few drinks. Then I do have a few drinks. I'm Mm. like, you shouldn't be doing this. And it's just like, I don't know. But then I know know exactly what you were just saying. Like you can have a few drinks. It's fine. But at the same time, it's, I don't know. It's a head fuck because you you need to. At the end of the day, I doubt that any sort of alcohol is is what my problem is because if that was the case, I would have. I would have been pregnant by now because I didn't drink most. It's unfortunately a a shitload more, and it's a lot bigger than that. If alcohol was the Um, problem, that'd be great. That'd be easy done, but it's not that. Um, um, And then also, Elodie, you and Britt went to some awards. A little awards night that we went to the other night. You know those little events where you like go in and it's like school formals, like little tables and everyone gets a bread roll each. I was totally there for the bread rolls. I like smashed mine and then was eyeing off the rest of the tables. I was like, you're going to eat that? You're going to eat that? You're going to eat that? It's like a little fat pregnant chick just starving. Um, But no, so Liz Cantor invited Britt and I and you, but obviously – you are away. So it was really fun. Me and Bridges went so hard. Like we got you like. You guys look so stunning. Like when I woke up the next morning and saw all the photos, I was like, holy shit, they scrubbed up all right. Brit in her ball oh gown. Oh, my God. Brit in her, her bridal gown was insane. <laughs> Honestly, I've never seen anyone look that hot. Yeah. And she Where made the paper like a big picture of her in the paper. 
It was your dress from because that was so stunning. Yes, we need to actually talk about that because I got about a billion messages, more more so about your dress. So Brit's dress was from <laughs> ASOS and, yeah, it was a bridal gown from ASOS and mine was um from a the gown. Yes. Yeah, it was literally <laughs> a bridal gown. Like I had a chick say to me, oh, I wore that to my wedding. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and then um, mine was from Tanya, someone was the label and I just got it on the iconic. I just typed in long black dress. So it was pretty cheap, like, you know, all right, like price and, yeah, really comfortable for the bump. Um, oh it was really fun though. So that awards night was called the Gold Coast Woman, Women of the Year Awards. So it was like there was heaps of different categories and Jackie Cross was nominated for, was it the Entertainment Award? Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur no, Award, yes. Yeah, was so. She- the host of it like was she in I think she wasn't the host of the night but she, there, there was this other really cool chick called Emily Jade that she was the host of the whole event she was absolutely lovely um but yeah I just I just it was really cool learning about like all these amazing women it, it's all um Queenslanders but like all mm. these amazing women and like things that they've done in the wellness space and then just like almost like bravery awards like there was chicks that have d- had done really cool um, things towards like domestic violence and like say almost helped save, I don't know, like people's lives and just done really cool out there things like for charities as well. And it was just really nice learning about all these people I'd never heard of and meeting them and, you know. It must have been just nice to dress up. Oh, it was actually. On, get your hair and makeup done. Oh, it was so funny because I've still got Sal and Chris here, Chump's parents estate. Um, they've been here for a few weeks now. And Brit and I were, like, getting doled up, like, hair, makeup, spray tans, our ball gowns. And Sal and Chris have – they're from Eden. They're like, we just sit watching a fire on the hay bale on a Friday night. <laughs> like, they were staring at us. Like, because I was like, oh, shit, Chris and Sal are going to think we are cooked. Like, this is so not normal for them. And, like, they know me obviously so well forever, but they actually haven't seen me all – crazy dolled up and like actually getting hair and makeup done to go to an event dressed up like in a full uh, my dress had a fucking train like it was so extra I, I don't think I it was so random it just went like so all out for this event um why not but yeah they were just like in shock just like what the fuck's going on but nah they <laughs> loved it it was really cool um but yes lots of people have also been asking if I got another dog I didn't get another dog. Selling Chris Chump's parents actually got a dog and they have a dog that looks like Rummy. Um, she's also a Kelpie um, from a different litter and she's so cute, Stella. So that's the dog that I've been hanging out with, Rummy's little twin sister. So it's not she's not my dog. But, um, yeah, she pretty much is because she's like Rummy's little sis. Family. Yes. Family. Family. Um, but before we get into this episode, I just wanted to preface something. So I got a new microphone over here in the States and we recorded this episode, the whole thing, and something happened on the end of the mic. And when we exported it, it just, it's it's a little bit rough, rough muffled the quality of um, my audio. So the episode was already done so we couldn't really go back and re-record it so we um just bear with us this episode and next episode it will be back to normal so yes we do apologize in advance just we are well aware that i sound muffled <laughs> yeah we're super sorry about it. it it won't be like that again so thanks for bearing with us on just this one let's get into it so this week we're going to be talking about how to support your friend who is going through ivf and trying to conceive um, as you all know, I'm a part of like a lot of Facebook groups 
uh, that are women that are struggling with infertility, that are going through IVF, everything about that. And I feel like a hot topic that's across all of them is how friends can support friends going through IVF. Um, And I think a lot of friends, a lot of women get quite upset and get vocal in these groups because they've lost friends during going through IVF, if that makes sense. Um, And I think that a lot of them feel like that their friends don't understand them and they just don't um, get what they're going through and it puts a strain on a lot of friendships. And I think when you're going through IVF, there's a fine line between like you, some people obviously do it really privately and they don't want to tell their friends because then their friends are at them every five. So how'd you, how'd your transfer go? How'd your collection go? Where are you at now? And it can be a really grueling process, especially if it's a long one and you're not getting pregnant in those first few months, but then also you, you do need that support. So I mean, everyone just chooses to do IVF in a different way, whether they want to share with their friends or not. However, if you do share with your friends, the support's welcome, but people do tend to say the wrong things. So we're just going to go through, um, you know, some do's and don'ts, how you can support your friend going through IVF. And say if you're pregnant and you're about to break news to your friend who's really struggling to conceive, just ways to help them feel heard and supported while you're, while you're both on, on your journeys. Because I think that that's a question that we both get asked a lot and a lot of people writing to us on Instagram saying, I've got a friend that's going through IVF. I've got a friend who's just had a miscarriage. I don't know what to say. What can I do to help? Um, So that's what we wanted to dedicate this episode to, um, to try and give you guys some strategies and some some ways to help and support friends that are going through it. But first, I wanted to speak to, and she's so bummed that we're doing this, but I was speaking to Elodie earlier and I was saying, I want to, hear from someone who hasn't been going hasn't gone through IVF or doesn't um know the ins and outs as much as we do obviously it's different for you to watch me because you've been through it before and you kind of know how hard it is and you know all the little bits and pieces but I wanted to speak to Brit and I wanted to speak to our producer um and ask her how do you feel like when you when you're seeing someone like myself or someone like Elodie um before she was pregnant going through this like how does that make you feel and have you learned something from this podcast um up until now oh god I've learned a lot you like you really have opened my eyes I mean I think as a mum I have a two-year-old like I always I've always looked at her and felt grateful but now I I look at her and think I love you you're amazing but I honestly think of you straight after that Chloe because I think far, far out like you are going through so much pain and longing and torture and it's just so unfair like I and it really it really does open my eyes and I I do think I really do think though that you will have a baby one day like I think science Mm. is amazing you will but it I feel impatient for you I feel just like frustrated and think why can't we just fast forward to the bit where you have a baby you know so true um but I don't know I feel grateful that you guys are talking about it because yeah because I have learned a lot too about ways to like even just saying to your friend I've been researching um, miscarriage and ways to help you I think they would find comfort totally in that even so I listen to this podcast 100 percent because it would go oh wow this person really cares and and thinks how yeah um but I don't know what do you think that people should and shouldn't say I think a lot of people automatically think I can't imagine what you're going through and um I, I mean with what I go through, like I've been through IVF as well, um, but like 
also losing my losing chumpy people are always like I can't imagine what you're going through and I mean obviously I can't even imagine what I'm going through you can't imagine what you're going through like it's it's what we're going through we never imagined we would go through but it's not hard for friends to quickly do some research try and put themselves in your shoes you know and try and understand um and yeah opening conversations up like this is super important to help our friends deal with us um so yeah let's get some yeah do's and don'ts of what things you can say and just remember it's not about what you say it's just about how you can be there even from afar um it's and it's also not not about trying to make you feel better as the friend because I think a lot of lot of people, a lot of the time people are trying to like, you know, at, at least this or talk about yeah, like platitudes. Or, mm. or, the, or the at least's and the just. Yeah. They, they do suck. Yeah. And like by no means us, we're, we're not getting on here to drill anyone and make anyone feel bad and I like obviously any everyone is just always trying to help but there are definitely some ways um, in which it just it doesn't make us feel good mm. and that's what I kind of wanted to relay back to you and I've written a few down and I'm going to jo- rattle them off to you guys um, yeah. because at the end of the day we just want to help you yeah. and we will follow follow on from these um, don'ts to mm. some do's so bear with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think the first one that I had down was don't tell someone to just relax. Um oh. How yeah. annoying is it when you're saying, you know, like say if you're in a heated conversation with someone and so, and people are like, just calm down. And you're like, oh, yeah, it just makes like, you That doesn't so... help. No. That doesn't help. And it's like a lot of people are saying as well, they're like, the less you stress, you know, stress doesn't help stress. And it's just like, no. well, for a start, stress and infertility is like a myth. So you can stress. You're allowed to be stressed. Of course, you're going to be fucking stressed. And we're going to go into stress and infertility mm-hmm. and how stressed women who are going through this um are in comparison to some other conditions a bit later in the podcast but um yeah just do not tell someone don't stress of course they're stressed um and in it's this so whole... easy for anyone who's not going through IVF to say you know the less you when you stop thinking about it it'll happen and it's like well now we're already going through IVF we're paying for it we've got these appointments coming up we've got like yeah. da, 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 happening this month you can't not think about it and it's so insensitive for people to just say stop thinking about it it'll happen like IVF is yeah. a whole nother ball game yeah um and then another one that I had was like comments like just enjoy being able to sleep in just enjoy mm-hmm. being able to travel just like no don't mm. that doesn't comfort me at all saying just 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 it just just don't <laughs> um yeah, it's but like, like you know like, it's such a painful journey for for people who are trying to conceive and you you trying to do these weird comparisons that doesn't help like it yeah. just that just that it, it just makes you a little bit frustrated and yeah mm. that those those just sentences as soon as soon as you're about to say something to someone and it starts with a just 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 don't yeah, just or at least it's just, <laughs> just don't online. do it yeah the opposite at, at least chumpy's in a good place it's like no I he's in a, he was in a fucking better place before like or uh-huh. at least because you because you know when you had those miscarriages everyone says well at least you can at least pregnant. you know you can get pregnant and it's like, don't say that because <laughs> like that doesn't help and I get told that so much it's like, yes, I might have been pregnant twice actually and none of them have resulted in a live birth. So don't say 
it doesn't help that doesn't help me like I and you know it's funny because I know people do say that and then you start to get into your head as well because like well maybe I have you know I have been but it's like well it hasn't it hasn't eventuated and it it only makes it much harder for me hearing that um because I haven't like I've been pregnant but I haven't had a baby so going through a miscarriage is such a damage such a damaging process to someone's soul who is trying to conceive it Mm. yeah it's just a reminder of that so try and avoid that one um as well another one is oh sorry there there are worse things that could happen and it's like well yeah but you don't like everyone reacts to different life experiences differently and you don't know that this could be the worst thing that's happened you know everyone's journey is so different and the worst thing that could happen to each person's life is different like if you want a baby so badly that's all you want exactly like, of course of of course there's other th- uh, there's so many things going on in the world like think of you know lots of children being abused of course that's obviously horrific and we're not taking away from from all the really heavy things that happen in the world but in your life this is your journey and this is what you want so badly and yeah, and when that's not happening, that's the worst thing in your life at this very moment. So, for and people, to, it's, it's like almost like people are undervaluing your situation totally. by saying, "That's what I." Yeah. At least, like it's not you know, there's worse things that could be happening. Of, of course, yeah. there's always going to be other things yeah. happening in other people's lives and worse things that can happen. But yeah, it's quite insensitive and I think to that say that. Going off that about other children, also don't say, "Trust me, you're lucky you don't have kids," and then compare oh. like. It's like, why are you downplaying like my situation by making your blessing sound like a curse? It's like, mm. it, what, what do you <laughs> oh know? Do you remember? I'll just touch on this quickly because, I mean, it's kind of funny. That chick that messaged you and she was like, mate, I've got three kids. They fucking suck. Don't do it. Don't have them. You're lucky you can't fall pregnant. And, I mean, although we can laugh about that because we know she's coming from a weird place, we wanted to punch her in the head when she said that because we were like, excuse yeah. me, we would die to be in your position. I was just like, whatever you do, don't kids- say that to somebody who is struggling <sighs> to conceive. That is just like the worst thing ever. People say um, the funniest things and it's, it, yeah, it's coming from them feeling awkward and not knowing what to say when really it's almost best for your friends to just come and just fucking have a cry and say to you, this is shit. You don't deserve this yeah. and I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And then another one that I think is like you're young, you've got plenty of time to get pregnant. It's like oh. I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say to that one, but it's like if for me in an ideal world, I would have been pregnant five years ago. I would have loved to have had children when I was young. Yeah. That was like my goal in high school to be a mum when I was young. Yeah, you're, and I would you're... never have imagined. You know, everyone like we said, everyone's life life is in different stages and yeah this is certainly not the stage of my life that I would want that I would have expected to be going through this but mm. you know I am and just yeah don't 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 like, say that to we're someone we're all well aware that you can still get pregnant when you're 40 or you know even later but the aim of the game for you is not to have to go through IVF for 10 years we want to be pregnant now exactly so, it, that, so again undervaluing um, and then the last one that I have, and this is a big one for me, is don't complain about your pregnancy to me. <laughs> mm. Like, look, I love you to death, but don't, the last thing that you should be doing when you've got someone who's struggling is to, when you're pregnant, be whinging about how sore your back is or mm. how how bad your morning sickness has been or like 
you are, that is all completely valid complaints a hundred percent but just pick the person that you yeah. that you you talk about that too because there's someone sitting for yeah. example myself you know I'm just speaking for myself here but like you know there's someone sitting that back there on the other side of that conversation going I would give my left arm to yeah. be in your position right now suffering from morning sickness so just be mindful of that because that one that one that one's a big one for me and that one really hurts a lot um choose your audience yeah, wisely I was actually listening to beyond the bump podcast which also recommendation it's a fabulous podcast they were talking about how um I think a girl was on at one time saying she felt bad complaining because she'd done IVF for this long and she wanted a baby so badly and when she finally got pregnant you know she I think she might have had hyperemesis or issues and she was so sick and having problems and she was complaining very validly complaining which like you know of everyone should be allowed to complain and she was saying I feel bad complaining because I wanted this so badly I shouldn't be complaining it's like of course you can complain you're going you're literally growing a human there's there's so many factors and you're going to be sick and you know of course you can complain just pick and choose who you want to complain to because there's people going I would die to have hyperemesis right now I want that so badly so yeah totally yeah we're not saying don't complain about your pregnancy just don't complain to your friends that are, you know, dying to be in your position. Yeah. And look, like I know that list is a bit of a, a long one, but I like a lot of people have asked us what to do, what to say and what not to say. And I think it's just this is just from my point of view and Elodie's point of view um, how we feel about that topic and we don't mean that in any harm or like to be rude or to be nasty because at the end of the day it, it is really hard for people to help Mm. you because they don't if they haven't physically been there in that position it is really hard because you don't know what to say um we don't want it to sound like there's a lot of don'ts there's obviously heaps of do's they should come naturally like just and and if you're interested in your friend's journey just so so what happens next so how and and how yeah like try and learn about it you know ask the questions rather than just trying to make platitudes and try and make you know say phrases that you just think might help them sound better, help help them feel yeah. a little bit better because they often don't and it's often things that this person is hearing 10 times a day and they're like, fucking hell, I just need someone to be like, oh, my God, this sucks so much. I'm so sorry. I'm with you. I'll let, like, talk to me. Yeah. Where are you at? And, and, like, also I think as well, which is something to note, is, like, when you're going through IVF, your stress levels are often so high, you're, like, your emotions are flowing, your hormones are raging. Yeah. So as a friend, you might not get the response back from like, you know, mm. if you're trying to reach out and you're trying to help, you might not get back what you what you want. Um, so just, and also, like I said, a lot of those phrases and words that we just talked about can be quite triggering for someone who who is in the thick of all this. So just, just be mindful and like, you know, it's not coming from a bad place at all. It's, mm. it's just... It's a really, really, really hard situation for um f- for both sides of the party. I think definitely because, like you know, if I was if I was not going through this myself, I would feel exactly the same as you know trying to help someone that I that I loved because it's really, really hard. It's a really hard thing to understand and wrap your head around. Oh.
I think the best thing a friend can do when they just don't know what to say is just a text where you don't expect a reply and you just say, thinking of you, love you. You know, sometimes it's just those words and it's nice to open up a text and just be like, oh, my friends are with me. They don't expect some big reply like, you know. Yeah, no- 100%. Yeah, there's no I think that like you don't there. yeah. Mm. I think that as well like I I going on from all the the don'ts. I've got a bit of a list of do's um and <laughs> that one was a, that one was definitely in there L saying like you know you can literally say to someone you don't need to reply to this message but just know that I'm thinking of you and I'm always here. Yeah. And that in itself is speaks a thousand words and you don't even really need to reply you can like respond to love heart and then you know at least you know that that friend's there um and then I think another one is like you asking them do you want to talk about it because sometimes people do and sometimes that they don't and that's fine just just to have that initiation of the conversation of that conversation to support Mm. them is enough I think Definitely. Um, and it opens the gates for them to be like, well, actually, fucking yes, I do feel like having a moment. I want to break down here. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you for giving me that, like holding sometimes... that space for me. Because it does give them yeah. an opportunity to open the floodgates and say, yes, thank you for asking. I do need to have a moment. I do need to have a breakdown. Thank you for holding space for me. Or they can say, no, I don't feel up for it today. Just take me out for a coffee. Just get my mind off Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And also, like, you know, a lot of people are always like, what can I do to help? You can ask, what can I do to help? Most people probably will say nothing, but then it's just a matter of, drop them a letter, drop, mm. dro- like literally Elodie would rock up to my house. Most of the time when I'm going through like really low moments, mm. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to speak to anyone. People call my, call me and I will not answer, but it's the people that will, Elodie will just literally rock up at my doorstep with a yeah. coffee and we'll sit on the couch. We'll have a cuddle. We'll have yeah. a crime. Just have a chat. Yeah. Um, I remember when um you were in Sydney and you had that miscarriage the the recent one yeah and um Erica was like what should I do I need to go and see her but I don't know what to do and I was like you know what she's gonna say she doesn't want to see anyone she's not gonna answer her phone I said just go over to her house and Eric was like I completely agree and you called me later and you were like that was the best thing ever that Eric just rocked up I needed someone then but I didn't want to talk didn't I didn't want to the thought there of having someone over. There was absolutely no way I yeah. would have been like come over. I would have just been like, yeah, like there's no way. You wanted to hide. But when she, but. When she, came, she literally came to my doorstep, she had a coffee, she had a bunch of flowers, she had a crystal and we literally just sat on the mm. couch and bawled our eyes out together and then we went and got McDonald's. And <laughs> yeah. <it was> like, <laughs> we went and I hadn't eaten all day and She's we just went and washed friend. it down with um. Mm. with some McDonald's chippies and then she went home and I was mm. like wow that was so freaking nice like that that's that's a true friend you Love know yeah. um, girl, and Love you. little little Ezzy she's so cute <laughs> um but like at the end of the day as well like no one expects you guys to be superheroes like you yeah, just exactly. you just yeah I know we're putting a lot of we don't mean to be putting pressure on you like I mean don't just rock up read the room if you're a really close friend yes just rock up like you, you know what you 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 can kind of, and like um, I think as well, like imperfect support is better than no support at all. Yeah, like, exactly. At least you're trying, and I, I, you know, I think that, like, I, I guess the last thing that I want to say say here, and I think that Elodie's touched on it quite a few times, is educate yourself about infertility. It is, it is mm. insane. Like how much information there is on the internet. Read up about it, not just so you can offer advice, but you so you can. You can offer understanding, like yeah. you get it. You do. We don't. I don't like. You don't, don't necessarily 
need to come out there with all the facts and stuff like that literally just so you understand it better it's so easy the worst thing you can do is avoid your friend because you're not sure what to do like go in hot with a big cuddle and a cry and do some research do do not just avoid them because you don't know what to do or say that's the worst thing you could probably do it'll cause a bit of a bridge between the relationship too yeah we don't ask much do we (laughs) (laughs) but it's this is I mean, I think there'll be so many people going through IVF that are like, fucking oath, my friend needs to listen to this. <laughs> I I hope that like, as well, I hope that this information that we're giving you like helps because like obviously at the end of the day, that's what we're here to do. We, we really want to try and help you guys um, to be able to support friends and it, it, it works mm-hmm. because I'm obviously going through it. Elodie's been through it. Britt hasn't been through it. There's like a few dynamics in the room that mm. – we have all different outlooks of it all. Um, so we're really trying to cover all bases. But there's this one thing that as well that I wanted to speak about. And I got sent the other day from someone um, this article. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's it was written in the UK and it talks about infertility and stress. And I, after reading it myself, it really, um, it, it kind of rattled me a little bit and it, it made me, think about my situation and I feel like when you're going through IVF and like your emotions and everything like that and your stress and your anxiety you're always kind of putting a thumb on it you're always trying to downplay how you how you're feeling Mm. um and you shouldn't be allowed to be feeling like that you just need to get on with it it's all that's going through your head um so when I read this I was like wow this is fucking legit shit and I really hope that when I'm going to read the statement out to you guys and it, it, it will give you a better understanding on what and how people are feeling that are going through IVF. So it basically um, talks about the stress levels of women who are trying to conceive. And there's a study, and I I don't know how many women were in the study, but basically, um, yeah, it says the stress levels of women who are trying to conceive are under the same to that of a woman diagnosed with cancer or HIV or AIDS or anything like that. So it's basically the cycle of hope and then having your hopes thrown out the window um, and the fact that everyone around you is potentially getting pregnant. They're the real facts and stats um, that that is the level of stress and anxiety and almost depression that women are going through who are struggling to conceive. And it's it is, comparable to women that are going through cancer. And that was just through women in a study mm-hmm. and their levels. And that was just what came out of that. Um, so, really yeah, like, I don't know. I think that I hope that that kind of puts into perspective for a few more people because um, it kind of did for me that, like, a lot of people are going through stuff through clo- behind closed doors and you just don't even know about it. Infertility is no joke. It's so serious. Um but another part of the article, which I found really sad, which says, not surprisingly, recent research documents that infertility patients consistently report significantly more symptoms of anxiety and depression than, f- than fertile individuals. In a recent study on suicide, 106 women with infertility, 9.4 of them reported having suicidal thoughts or attempts. That's nearly 10% of women who are struggling to mm. conceive think about suicide. That, for me, fucked that's fucked up. Yeah. It's fucking so sad. It like makes me want to cry because I, I'm there. Like I, I, I'm not thinking like that right this second, but I completely understand where that is coming from because it is 100%. so unbelievably hard. And, you know, it's often a silent struggle. Yeah. I'm, I'm vocal about it. It does help me by talking about it, yeah. but there are so many women out there that do not talk about it 
And these are your friends. People that are listening to this right now, they're your friends that are going through this that you might not even know. So I I don't know. It's it's their choice whether they want to share it or not. And I think it's That's what I'm just trying to say, the support Mm. that like, you know, you just have to understand that the depth of how people are trying to cope with this, those stats just made me so rattled. And it's, it, is, um, it is true in IVF if you're going through rounds and you're getting nowhere, especially with no answers and the tests aren't showing up much, you literally do feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Like 100%. I, when I, when 100%. I break that down with those stats about, you know, cancer patients and HIV and AIDS, it kind of doesn't surprise me in a way, I guess. Like you, you literally just don't. It's. It's not like, and we always, I've done this a million times. I remember when, you, you know, you plan your life. Like I, Chum, mm. I remember I was funny. I was talking to my one of my best friends, Danielle, on the phone the other day who asked me to be a bridesmaid for her back in February last year and her wedding was this February, just gone. And she she was like, I know you're probably going to be pregnant then, but do you want to be a bridesmaid? You'll You'll probably be due or like you'll be really fat then. And I was like, yeah, fuck, we'll see how we go. But, like, hopefully Chump and I are pregnant, like, this month or next month. Like, you plan ahead, you know, and, and yeah, he was going to be totally. at the wedding and I was hopefully going to have a newborn or something by then. Like, and, and you do that all the time. Like, we, the amount of times we're like, oh, imagine our babies this Christmas. They're going to be so cute. We'll dress them in little twinning clothes. And, like, and then all of a sudden you actually can't see this light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and kind of all, I, all the plans I'm, you I'm made. 30 I'm 30 next month and my I've only ever had one life goal and is that was to have a baby before I'm 30 mm. and that's literally going out the fucking window for me next month and like I'm not even pregnant <laughs> so it's so far from that one literally like I'm not a career driven person like I work I I've always worked I'm, I haven't had that aspiration to be head of a company or anything like that. I, yeah. My one main goal in life was to be a mother and my one main goal was to have a baby before I'm 30 and that is fucking done. So <laughs> I literally can, I still can't believe that I'm actually still not pregnant. It's still. And I even sit here and I want to say, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, Chloe. And that's even fucking annoying for you. I'm already hear, about to that. add that to my fucking list right now. <laughs> Stop saying it's going to happen. I the knows. amount that I get told that I'm just like yeah. sick. Well, like, it's I not know, but when, happened. When, so when yeah, happen? like I even saw. Um, yeah, we can't all be. Perfect. I saw that. I saw that psychic, um, and she yes. told me that I was going to be pregnant within two months. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I was approaching that two month mark, and I literally found out that I was pregnant the most recent time two days before the two-month mark. Like, so she picked it. She got it. Like, I was pregnant and obviously I've lost the baby now, but it's crazy. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I know it will happen, but just, yeah, yeah. don't. I'm going to add that to the don'ts hearing about and it. say it will happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I guess, like, following all on from the stress levels and all that sort of stuff, like, again, it's really hard for someone that you haven't, for someone that hasn't been through it to know exactly and really understand the course. So like the only real thing and the only real tip there is just be empathetic. That's mm-hmm. like my main. Just try and understand their situation. Just try Don't and understand the situation. Use some special words, just be there. Yeah. Um, the other 
thing. The I mean, you know, if someone's fall, if if a friend's falling pregnant around a friend that's really struggling to fall pregnant, it can be awkward and it can be a really hard topic to broach for the person who's pregnant. Um, yeah, it's this, a difficult conversation, a hundred percent. Like I, I, there's no denying that. But at the end of um, the day, if you know, pick up the phone, have that chat with your friend, be there for them in their journey, understand what they're going through, and then tell them you know, we are pregnant. At the end of the day, the friend who's having trouble conceiving, bottom line is they're going to be so happy for you. You know, if you're if, yeah. if you're a good friend and you're understanding their situation, they're going to be at the end of the day so happy. They just wish that they could be on the journey with you and be pregnant as well and you could both bring your kids yeah. up at the same time. Um, of course. But, yeah, never, think- ever think it's okay to just send a random text message or let your best friend find out from social media or something. Um, that yeah. That girl deserves a phone call or a hug in person um she she deserves some comfort in what she's going through while or before you broach that news with her for sure I mean at the end of the day it's just it's it's such a delicate topic um and I think that yeah I mean look personally for me obviously I've found out of quite a lot of friends in the last year that have fallen pregnant um and majority of every single one of them yeah every single one of them have been different for that's for sure but I think that the, the most important thing for me and if I have any advice for um anyone would be it's really important to try and understand both side, sides of the story. I know that this might be like your happiest time of your life um and your most exciting news, but it's also a really, really hard time for your friend. So it's really important that you address both sides of the situation, um, make them feel understood. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that. And the other thing is, and it's, oh, sorry, sorry, Chloe. No, 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 you go. I was just going to say um, the other thing is <laughs> lots of people, I mean, and I, you know what, you actually probably haven't heard this, maybe because I'm pregnant, I'm hearing this, but like lots of people will be like, oh, so good. You know, that was the first, first time we tried and we got pregnant and I'll just be like, wow, good on you, but hang on, just be careful who you say that to. And it's, it's mm. again, it's again, picking, picking and choosing your audience. Um, yeah. Like you I never want to say like, to an IVF, a friend really conceiving, really yeah. struggling to conceive how easy you, and oh, we just fucking had sex. It was a full accident, you know. You never want to rub that into yeah. a friend who's really struggling. And, like, really I, I think it's obviously a, a really, really tough conversation and one that you want to avoid. But, unfortunately, I think at the end of the day it's a conversation that it just has to be had mm. to potentially, you know, it, it's, what ne- it's, what's, it's what's needed to basically yeah. preserve or strengthen a friendship. I, I think that if you think that you can just dismiss someone else's sort of situation um that's 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 heartbreaking if you're a good friend you go in guns blazing you bite the bullet and you be with them on their journey and you tell them what's happening in your life that is literally it's never going to be easy but that's just what you do this is a and yeah I guess like like I said it's like obviously the most difficult time of my life but it might be the happiest time of yours there needs to be a happy medium there totally yeah not the devil like you're still a person with compassion and empathy it's not hard to do that on both ends like you're always going to be like oh my gosh I am so happy for you obviously this is really hard for me to hear I just want to be on this journey with you but I can fucking love you and this is so cute oh my god wow like 
Yeah. And I think just going from that, like following being told your friend is pregnant, I just want to point out for people that are going through IVF that it is okay to be sad by that. Like, mm. of course, you're, you're so happy for them, but don't feel bad if your reaction internally is to feel heartbroken for yourself because that is what most people are going to feel because at the end of the day, yes, you're happy for them, but absolutely you, you just it like it it really um it makes you feel like a failure because you know you yeah. you can't do it and it's it's really really sad for you yeah. but it, like you're okay to feel like that like, and it's not that you're not if you're not any less happy for them it's just absolutely. okay for you to be you to have that moment um for yourself and and for the friend that's told um your IVF friend be respectful that if that person wants to have some like self time and like you know because it is it is a lot to process and like I said I've I've got 15 friends that are pregnant at the moment and every single one of them has told me in a different way um but you know it's not an easy it's not easy for anyone it's it's a really really hard conversation and like I one day probably have to have that conversation with someone Mm. I mean maybe I don't have (laughs) I don't have any friends left I think Tashi was a beautiful example (laughs) that is right it's just I'll be able to tell you guys all but um yeah I I think Tashi was a beautiful example she called you knew that knew that you'd you know be emotional she held space for you gave gave you that moment to cry and she was probably crying with you and then she told you we had a massive cry and I was like of course I'm not crying because I I am sad for you I like I'm but you're sad. You that. are sad, and you're sad for yourself, and it's just an emotional thing to you know hear in a conversation, and that's absolutely fine. You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to feel emotional. It doesn't mean you're not happy for your friend, and the friends. I feel like friends as well for me, that was like one of the last, the last, um, the last ones for me to have found out. So I think at that point, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I literally joked to her when, she, when we were just talking. We had like a big chat before she told me, and I was like oh, my God, you're pregnant, aren't you? And she's like, yes, I am. And I just cried and she cried. And it was just like, wow, this is a lot. Okay, no one else call yeah. me and tell me you're and pregnant this no right this second. part of her that would have been offended or been like, why are you sad? No, she completely no, no, understood. No, no. And like that. that's just all about having that that empathy as a good friend. Um, so, so, yeah, just, just, yeah. To, just keep these things in mind. Um, if you are in that position, um, just bite the bullet and hold space for your friend. At the end of the day, she's always going to be happy for you. And I know I've said that a hundred times, but let her be sad if she wants to be as well, because it's not personal. It's not like yes, personal attack that's on you. exactly yeah. right. It's not personal for sure. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so I think that that kind of wraps up this episode. I don't want to go like go down the rabbit hole any further, but I really hope that you guys have actually um, got a lot out of this because I know that if I was um, on the other end of this, I would, th- these are all the kind of the questions that I'd be asking because, you know, I know we know that mm. everyone's only got good intentions and they want to help, but I I'm hoping that my voice and Elodie's voice who have been through this, um, can, yeah, can be of some help. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it is um, a hard conversation to, to have. And like, even as we're discussing it, I'm always thinking, gosh, those, the people who haven't gone through it or don't know what it's like are going to be like, wow, these two are just so negative about it all. But I mean, yeah, then there's going to be the other end of the people that have been going through it or the people that have close friends going through that, that do hopefully 
will hopefully understand and I don't know just open and up I think that I think that that article as well is like a really good it, like uh, just that sentence mm. there it, it, it helps pe- a lot it will help and it helped me understand even more so myself but it really helps people understand the stress levels and anxiety levels that people struggling with infertility are actually going through because they're crazy numbers and they're crazy comparisons. And I was even shocked, but then I, I took a step back and I was like, no, it's actually makes a lot of sense. That's really how I feel. So um, we'll add those, that research to the show notes, those few articles that we found that were super helpful. Okay guys. Thanks so much for listening to that app. Uh, next week we've got kind of like an everything chat for you guys, kind of a bit of an update on where clothes at and myself, some advice on like how to be confident in yourself, relationship advice. Um, We're going to a lot of questions. There's been a lot of questions coming in from people that I feel like we haven't addressed. So we are both going to dive into those. A lot of people want to know about how Elodie and Chump met. So we're going to tell that story. Um, But, yeah, we will see you guys next Thursday then. Yay, see you then, guys. 